Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm just going to take the next few minutes to go ahead and, and talk to you a little bit, uh, try to encourage you, read a couple verses of the Word of God with you, and just try to lift you guys up during this trying time. Um, too many times throughout life, we become so comfortable, um, and not everybody, but some of us become so comfortable with doing life the same routine day in and day out. Uh, our nine to five jobs, straight to work, back home, dinner, sleep, and back to work. And we never seem to set time apart for God. And I feel that this is the perfect opportunity to be able to do so. Amen. The perfect opportunity through circumstance that, that God has allowed us uh, the privilege to be able to get a hold of him, to be able to petition him, to be able to get a word for our situations where otherwise we would be too busy to do so. And, and and I know that God is in control, amen? It doesn't matter what we're facing. Ultimately, God is in control. And too many times we put things in the place of God, whether it be finances, lascivious lifestyles, uh, drugs, alcohol, the opposite sex. Whatever it is, we allow it to be God in our life, and it takes our attention off the one and only true God, amen? So this gives us the opportunity to get back in tune and to get back in position and to re-strengthen and regain our relationship with God, amen? We need to be able to have an intimate relationship with God. Too many times we want a relationship with God to where um, I don't need you until something is going wrong within my life. I don't need you until me or one of my family members are sick or myself and my spouse are going through a situation and she's threatening on leaving me or he's threatening on divorcing me. Um, I don't need God until my child or my loved one is, is in the hospital sick or or things of that nature. And it, it, we come to the point to where we treat God like a genie. Amen. God, I want you to fix my mess and I want to put you away until I need you again. But this situation we're facing now puts us in a position to be able to reestablish our relationship with God, to be able to to rekindle our intimacy and our, our needing and our wanting and our desiring to be in the presence of an almighty, all-miracle-working God. And whether it be through circumstance, whether it be through sickness, disease, war, pestilence, God is going to be God either way, amen? We need to understand that if it's out of our hands, we need to be able to hand it over to the one who's able to do something with it, amen? Too many times we want to juggle things in life, and when it becomes too heavy, we become overwhelmed because we're carrying a burden that we weren't called to carry. The Bible tells us in regards to Jesus to take my yoke, for my yoke is light. It also talks about giving rest to those who are who, who are heavy laden, are giving rest to those who, 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 who are constantly running and constantly trying to do what's right in the sight of God, and they become uh, overbearing. And he says, take my yoke, amen? Let me help you out with the situation you're going through. And, and that's how we need to be with God, amen? We need to understand that, God, I can't carry this right now in my life. I need you to move on my behalf. I need you to give me direction. I need you to comfort me. I need a word from you, from my life, and from my situation. So I want to read a personal scripture out of Romans chapter 1, and we're not going to be long here. I just got a couple scriptures, and it says in, in Romans chapter 1, verse 18, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven. Amen? It says the wrath of God is revealed. So whether the circumstance we're facing is of God, or whether or, whether or not God just simply allowed it to happen, 
we need to understand that God is in control. It says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness. And too many times we put things in the place of God. We begin to unknowingly and unbeknownst unto us worship other gods in the place of our one and only true God. Amen. Whether it be our spouses, our children, our jobs, our business, whatever it is, that needs to be on the on the back burner. When God is in the limelight. Amen. We can never put nothing in the in the place of God. It says the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Now I don't know about you, but I know there's been times in my life where I wasn't the most righteous person that I could have been. Amen. Whether it be my attitude, my mindset, my thought, or my speech, it's not pleasing to God, and therefore it's unrighteous in his sight. Amen. Am I the only one here today? It says that the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Now, I don't want to be that same person, amen? I want to be able to have the joy of the Lord. I want to be able to be a light unto God, to be a representative and an ambassador of the kingdom of God here on earth. And I can't do it when I'm bitter, when I'm unforgiving, when I'm angry, or when I'm prideful. See, today I could stand before you and truly say that I'm surrendered to the will of God for my life. God, use my life as you seem fit in order to be a blessing for other people. It says those who suppress those who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. See, and in other words, when we're not doing what's right in the sight of God, when people can see you and don't see the image of God in your life, then you're suppressing the truth of who and what God really is. See, we can't claim to be a Christian, a believer, a son or daughter of God and suppress righteousness. Amen. When we begin to suppress righteousness, then that means that, it, that, 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 that it's a lie from the pits of hell. It says those who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. I don't want to suppress the truth of God. I want the truth of God to bubble up and boil over. Amen. That which is on the inside come upon the outside. And sometimes it takes for us to be that example that we're called to be. Sometimes it takes for us to be the, the bridge that... that, that, that reaches out to our unsaved family, our loved ones, or to be that, that comfort in a time of need for our loved ones, or to be able to have a word for God uh, uh, according to the situation for our loved ones. Amen? But when we're living an unrighteous life in His sight, then we suppress the truth of who and what God really is. See, sometimes we just got to let go and let God. Amen? Sometimes we got to allow God to be God of all or none at all. I can't trust God for the little areas of my life and not expect to trust Him with the rest of it. Amen? If God could save me and deliver me, then He could save and deliver my friends and my family. If He could save and deliver me, then He could save and deliver the homeless man in the street, the alcoholic, the addict, and the convict who are stressed out in life and who are, who are debating on taking their life. See, if God could save me, then He could save my children. We are the hope that this world needs. We're called to be uh, uh, ambassadors of the kingdom of God. We're called to the ministry of reconciliation. Uh, and when we become to, to believe that God cannot reconcile, then we suppress the truth yet once again. See, it says in Romans 1 and verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. 
We need to go out into the highways and the byways, whether we have our, our mask on and our gloves on and we're running through Walmart or through Safeway really quick. We can't be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. We need to tell the person behind us or the person in front of us, I know what you're going through and we're all facing the same thing, but best believe God is with you because his word says, I will never leave you and never forsake you. Amen. We need to be able to give hope to those who are otherwise hopeless at the time. It says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation. Amen. The gospel of Christ is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, first for the Jew first and also for the Greek. It goes on to say, for in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. And if you and I are called to be just in the eyes of God, then we need to begin to live a life filled with faith. Amen? See, a faith that's not tested is a faith that's not proven. And during these times that we're facing is a perfect opportunity to grow, to stretch, and to develop our faith. Amen? Before I get off the, the broadcast today, I just want to say a, a quick prayer for you. Amen? And if you can all just close your eyes and bow your heads, Father, in the name of Jesus. As we sit here today and listen to this brief podcast, Father, we pray for the anointing of your spirit to fill this place, Lord. I pray for the listeners, my God, that you meet them at their point of need, Father. That they may find strength in you and healing in you, Father. That they may stand on the gift of faith that you've given them, Father. On a firm foundation, believing that you are able and that you are willing. Father, I pray for those right now who are sick in body, and I pray that you touch them, Father. I pray for fevers to be reduced, Lord. I pray for breathing to be restored. I pray for diabetes, for cancer, and just for the, the person sitting right there today with a pinched nerve in his back, my Lord. And I pray that you touch them, Father, that you meet them at their point of need, Father, and that you show them, Lord, that you are able and that you are willing. Lord God, you are here with us through these trying times, and we thank you in advance for all that you are. And all that you do in the precious name of Jesus, we love you, we thank you, amen and amen. Hello everybody and welcome to today's podcast. Today I'll be talking a little bit around the area of faith, but before I begin I just want to say a quick prayer, Father in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this day Lord, I thank you for those who are, who are logging on to this podcast Father to get a word of encouragement Lord. I pray, Father God, that throughout the day and throughout our lives that you continue to meet us at our point of need, Father, that you continue to minister to us, Father God, strengthen us, Lord God, cover us, Father God, with the blood of your Lamb, my Lord, and I thank you for all that you are, for all that you do, Father. I pray that you meet every individual on the other side of this message, Father, at their point of need, my Lord God. Bless the hearer here today in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, good day, everybody. Once again, I'm going to be speaking a little bit about the area of faith. And uh, within the prayer I just said, I said, I, I pray that the blood of the Lamb cover us, or something of that nature. And, and it just brought, it brought to remembrance yesterday, yesterday, and excuse me, I'm still fighting these allergies, uh, early morning allergies. I get them really bad. But yesterday was Passover, and... Uh, Thinking of the blood of the Lamb covering us, amen, was the same thing that the Passover symbolized. It symbolized uh, 
blood smeared on our, our doorposts, amen, uh, and the, the angel of death would pass over the houses that had that, uh, the symbol or the blood over their door. <clears throat> and I know today we have different beliefs and different systems in regards to it. Here at our home, we put a red uh, cloth around our do doorpost and, oh, excuse me, the red cloth is just symbolizing the, the blood of the lamb over our doorpost and, of course, the passing over of the angel of death. It's just a, more of a, a remembrance. <clears throat> but what's funny about it is we're supposed to have this this uh, stay-in-place order or this isolation order or stay-in-your-house-as-much-as-possible order. And it was the same thing. Excuse me. During these times, uh, the people had to shelter in place. They had to shelter within their house. They had to put the blood on their doorposts. And then that which was supposed to kill the people at the time where the angel of death was going to pass over their house. And it's kind of similar today that we have this stay-at-home order. And uh, yesterday was the Passover. So my prayer is, excuse me, my prayer is that the angel of death are... This pestilence and this virus that we're fighting in our in our community and in our society will pass over us, amen? That we continue to shelter in place, we continue to believe in God, we continue to press into His Word, we continue to commune with Him, and we allow the, the angel of death to go right past our lives, amen, right past our, our house. And that's what we're anticipating here, amen? And I, I pray that you as well, that you're encouraged, that you're in good spirits, that your health and your immune system is up. At this trying time, but <clears throat> enough talking. Now I want to get into a portion of scripture out of James chapter 2. In James chapter 2, I'm going to be reading from verse 14, and it says, What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? It goes on to say, Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute, of daily food and one of you says to him depart in peace be warmed and filled but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body what does it profit it goes on to say in verse 17 thus also faith by itself if it does not have works is dead father i pray over your word father that we may internalize it, Father, apply it to our lives, Lord. I pray that as His word goes out, our faith is increased, Father God. I thank you for what you're going to do here today, Father. Have your way. In Jesus' name, we all say amen and amen. It says here in verse 14, What does it profit my brethren if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save them? So what this is telling me is we could claim to have faith all day long, but until we put it into practice, amen, until we allow the gift of faith that God has given us move mountains, then we're just talking. See, faith, we don't need faith to just sit on the shelf. We need a faith that's alive. We need a faith that is active, amen. We need a faith that can push situations out of the way. And I don't know about you, but through this crisis we're facing, this pestilence and this famine we're facing, my faith has definitely been increased because God has been meeting every need. Amen. God has been supplying. God has been protecting us. Our health is up. Our immune systems are up. Uh, 
we're just really faithful at the moment. And I'm a firm believer that if we're not utilizing the gift of faith, if we're not going through trials through life that are going to uh, uh, cause us to utilize our faith, then our faith isn't going to grow. Amen. I don't want to have a polished, pretty faith. I want a faith that's dinged up, a faith that's mature, a faith that's proven itself through the storm. It says in verse 15, if a brother or a sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to him, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? See, we need to put action to our words. We can't just say, I pray that God provides for the less fortunate and then go home to our stockpile. Amen. See, if we want God to provide for the less fortunate, then we need to be open to allow God to provide through us. Amen. If we want to believe in God for a job, we don't sit home and wait for a job to fall into our lap. We pray about it. We petition. We bring it through to the throne room of God and we say, God, you know that I need finances to support my family. You know I need finances to support my ministry, my calling. I need finances to be a blessing. So I pray that this job opens up for me. Amen. But then we put our feet to the plow and we go out and we, 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 we talk to people. Amen. We put in applications. We put in resumes. We put in the footwork in accordance to what it is we're asking. See, we don't want to be the type of people that pray for rain and not put on a raincoat. Amen. The Bible tells us also in the book of James that we have not because we ask not. And when we do ask, we ask with selfish uh, motives or ambition. And I'm paraphrasing that portion of scripture, but it says we don't ask. We ask for selfish desires instead of asking in order to be a blessing. Amen. So it goes on to say in verse 17 of James chapter 2, thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Faith by itself. See, the Bible tells us that God has given to each of us a measure of faith. However much faith you got over the next person is between you and God. But I'm here to tell you today that that faith can be increased when you allow it to work in your life. When you begin to believe in God for certain things, but begin to put action behind your belief, your faith begins to be increased. And then you use the blessings, the breakthroughs, and the miracles of yesterday, which came to pass by faith, to increase your faith for tomorrow. Amen? We don't want to have an old, still faith that doesn't motivate us into the future. We want a present faith. We want a now faith. We want faith that's going to move in our situation here and now, which is going to encourage us to utilize our faith for tomorrow. It says, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Amen? So I'm here to tell you today that whatever you're believing in God for, it doesn't mean that God is unable. God is able. Amen? According to His will, it shall be. But you and I, my friends, need to put action behind our belief and behind our desires. Amen? The Bible tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen, amen? So we're not going to have faith in things that are possible. I want to have faith in things that I know and that force me to depend on God, amen? I want to have faith for things that are out of my hands and out of my control. I don't want to have faith in something that I have power in, amen? But I want to have faith in the power of God over my situation and over my life, amen? So I pray blessings. To everybody who's tuning into this podcast, amen, I pray that your faith be increased. I come into agreement. The Bible says where two shall touch and agree that it shall be established. 
So I come into agreement with every prayer, every petition, every desire of your heart, according to the will of God, let it be. Amen. And I pray that God continues to bless you abundantly. Amen. That God continues to open up doors within your life. Amen. That God continues to strengthen you in your weakness. Amen. That God continues to heal the brokenhearted. And I pray for your families, your loved ones. Amen. I pray that God moves in a way and in a time which only God can do. Blessings to you all. Have a blessed rest of your day.